Moon up moods. I am Lee Bishop. How's everybody doing today? We are on my podcast. I got uh, a fantastic uh, co-host right now. Uh, my cousin, my blood, in the in her building, not in the building, but her building. Kristen Gilmore. Oh, <laughs> what's ha- what happened? <laughs> I said, oh, I know. I oh, okay. You know I'm emotional. I'm an emotional girl. Very emotional. Thank you very, for having me. Very emotional, very feminine. I am. Thank yeah. you for, for recognizing my femininity. I think oh, that's... Oh, how, how could I not? You know what it is? Um, I think I'm learning that you can be powerful and soft. Oh, absolutely. I believe that too. I believe that you could be... Even with men, I think we we have a thing where we, you know boys don't cry and you know soft you know harden up and you know mm-hmm. all that stuff but you know what i need a hug yeah i need a hug every day goddamn me you too know what I mean? yeah. yeah so but i can still you know put it you know uh be masculine and, and you know be assertive and uh aggressive uh without being violent you know what i mean and uh stuff like that there are studies about that you know that say um the reason why men, your, you all's life expectancy is less than a woman's is because you don't cry enough. You don't <laughs> release enough. I'm dead yes, serious. Yes. You all don't release enough. So you, yeah. literally your tear ducts are like having trauma. They're mm. experiencing trauma. Disease is dis-ease, which turns into disease, is building up in your bodies. And over time, that just causes your the rest of your body to break. And it, it makes sense to me because when we hold stuff in, it turns into stress. And it, in my mind, in a, a portion of our body, somewhere in there, there's a little ball where that go, that all that stuff that we don't deal with goes. And eventually that little ball, our body says, oh, let me get rid of this and I'll put it over there. Oh, let me get rid of this and I'll put it over there. And that little thing that has all that stuff that's put over there just continues to build. And before you know it, you know, we're tapping out. I believe that because I'm like, how many men, you know, are crying in showers? How many men are in jail crying at night, you know, where nobody sees them, you know what I'm saying? I also think, too, like, if we were more, what do you call it, observing of our almost is that feminine side or sensitive side, like, we would probably uh, have better relationships with our, our women mm-hmm. and ourselves and our families, you know what I'm saying? Forgive, not forget, but forgive. Sure. Um and we would probably live, you know, <laughs> less stressful and longer <laughs> lives. Like happier, you said. I think ha- so happier. too. Happier, yeah, yeah. Because I yeah. think I think we hold on to things. We we ha- we hold grudges. We you know we're like, oh, he, you know, that guy did, you know, he didn't pay me my money, man. You know, f that guy. Like, you know, about mm-hmm. to, you know, put a hammer in his back of his neck, and then then you go to jail. Yeah. With a lot of other guys who need therapy. <laughs> you got all because all of your ego. All because, oh my God, that's, I always say that too. It is ego, a hundred percent. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's amazing. And, yeah. and I, and I do also believe that we all need therapy. We need somebody to talk to. I think we should have that in high schools, you know, Ooh. have it, have it like, cause at, at that age and I could, you know, we all could relate. We were all in high school. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully some of all of us were in high school. Um, I oh, know some of us didn't go to high school. Anyway, uh, 
the the growing up the growing pains you know the you know being bullied being the bully uh i've been both i've been yeah, bullied i have been, been both too i've been both yeah. too believe it or not and um if i would have had somebody to talk to in my junior and senior year because i made a total transformation in my junior year if i would have had somebody to talk to i think i would have been less in the streets mm-hmm. <laughs> in the mm-hmm. streets <laughs> you know what i'm saying and i would have kept on the path because i think or even early in that because you know my my parents divorced that killed me i didn't know how to handle that being bullied i didn't know how to handle that being blazing i didn't know how to handle that all all these things as a as a kid and gro- and still growing you know as much as i grew um it's uh, you're a grown man i don't know what you're talking about no i mean my height i know <laughs> but you're still a grown man <laughs> <laughs> but uh i'm just yeah but yeah. uh yeah i would that, that i think having somebody to talk to would have helped um yeah and you know what you say high school i say middle school because i feel like that's when kids get real cruel I agree. And I feel like that's when we get awkward. Like middle school is that time when we start looking a lot different. We go from being cute in elementary school to what the, you know, the acne starts. Yeah, the acne. <laughs> you know, some people develop sooner than others. Mm-hmm. Start to really uh, recognize the opposite sex. Oh, yeah. And where you fall in popularity. So yeah. if we, you know, and normalize it, we need to normalize having somebody to talk to. All therapy is is an opportunity to share a conversation and to get some stuff off your chest. Yeah. And parents working as much as they do these days, sometimes two jobs trying to make these ends meet. Um, they, and some of them shoot, don't have the tools to even listen to their children or offer them the word because everybody's going off of their own personal experience. But I bet it's slightly different from your experience in middle school to your child's experience. Also, you know, at a young age, you don't know why you're doing it. I don't know why I threw that rock through the window. I don't know why I went with these four other guys to go steal a car. I don't know why I did that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You yeah. don't know. You don't have the words to articulate. Articulate. You know the fact that I'm being neglected at home, mm. or you know, I saw somebody get shot, and that traumatized me. You know what I mean? Like you don't know oh. what what the hell is going on <laughs> with you. So. To yeah. somebody, an adult unpack that for you, and you were like, "Oh yeah," and then have like a you know, uh, existential you know, you know, what do you call it, break breakthrough. Mm-hmm. That would be that would have been great for me. You know, for me too. You know, I you know I came I come from a, a very religious background, so oh, most yeah. of my most of my you know, so most of my talks were Jesus said, "Don't do it," and I, it was the most confusing thing to hear from me, like. Don't do what and why? You know? <laughs> yeah, what am I not to do? Not not eat with a spoon? You know what I'm saying? It, that was my sex talk too. Jesus said, don't do it. I mean, to this day, my mother and my dad get upset when I talk about this. But I'm like, I needed, I'm a child who would ask 20 whys because the yeah. first answer wasn't good enough, nor was the second, nor was the third. So, but you know, and, and it, I come from the age where they just said, because I said so. That, that mm. means nothing to me. I needed something to stick, something to register. I needed it to make sense to me. So early on, I realized, thank God, that my parents did not have all the answers. Right. And it kind of made our relationships better because I wasn't placing them on a pedestal or looking for them to be the ones to save me. Yeah. I was like, oh, shoot, they're human. They don't know. Yeah, and yeah. I just mosey on <laughs> about my business, you know? 
that's that's what that means with oh just because i said so means i don't know right but i would want you to do it this way or i mm-hmm. don't want you to do this because I, i don't i can't give you a good answer other than because i don't want you to so mm-hmm. either jesus says so or i says so. mm-hmm. <laughs> don't mm-hmm. do it yeah mm-hmm. yeah I, i wish i would have had more than that i will say this though with age I look back at a lot of the wisdom that they placed in me and I can hear their voices when it comes to certain things. But, you know, I mean, look, parents are human. They do the best they can with what they have. Um, But I'm grateful for the upbringing that I've had to this point. Um, One of the best points my dad ever made uh, for me, uh, cousin, was when I was having a meltdown of a day. And I lived in, I live in New York. I've been here for 13 years now, about to be 14 in October. And it was probably five years in. And I had this anxiety attack this particular day. I was headed to work and I call him and I'm like, daddy, I need to talk to you. You know how you're so worked up, you can't even breathe, you Mm -hmm. know? And my dad is really great when I get worked up at calming me because his voice gets really calm. Cause he's like, if she's freaking out, let me go in the opposite direction. Yeah. So he's like, well, what's going on? Well, what's bothering you? And I'm like, I just thought that like, if something were to happen to you all, if you all were to die, I can't get to you soon enough. Oh. You know, and it, and it just, and it made me feel like I used to feel as a child, like if they ever leave me, what am I gonna do? I always wanted to die before them. Yeah. Cause I didn't want to be stuck on this earth trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Kristen, he's let me tell you something. He said, God created you with everything you need to survive. He said, we were just the vessels to get you here. And that right there, I will never forget it. And I've said it so many times because it resonated for me in a sense of, it it, it literally gave me a a deep breath, like, oh, excuse me. So I have everything I need to survive. So everything that I think I'll miss if you die, if you transition on this earth, he already has prepared for me to find along the way. Mm-hmm. It just took stress off my chest. And yeah. I realized, okay, I'm going to appreciate every moment I have with them. There is nothing they could tell me that I'll say no to because my parents are the kind of parents who would put me in harm's way. Mm. And uh, I'll, I'll be fine. I was fine from that moment on. Yeah. Just like words of affirmation that like you just needed to hear from somebody you, you love and respect. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. That's uh oh, that was good. <laughs> right? Right? It hit me like I was like, whew, okay, so there's no rush for me to get to him if mm. he passes away. Because right. God made me with everything I need to survive. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know? I, I think even with that, like you probably think you're like that's a social construct too. Like you, you're you know, when your parents pass, you should be there and blah, blah, blah. But but he he reassured you that, you know, you it's okay. And uh, Absolutely. yeah, we, we shouldn't, that's another thing I hate too. Like we shouldn't live by other people's standards and other people's ways. Like you, you, you do your own thing, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. You do we're your own thing. And different. if you're content and we're all made different, and if you're content with it, then that's all that matters. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. if you don't attend your, your homeboy's funerals, like you had a reason why, right. You know, yeah. you had your own reason. You don't want to see him. You don't want to have that image of him. Mm-hmm. last image of him in the casket you want to have the last image of him was when you guys were playing baseball you know that right. or you know sitting at the park talking about girls and stuff that's cool that's enough for you 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 know and, and your other friends are like oh why didn't you go to the funeral it's like because i don't want to see my my friend in the casket 
I don't, right. want, that's the, I don't want that to be the last image. The last but guess image what? Was you up. also enjoyed him while he lived. So if you're yes. enjoying people while they live and being present in the moment, once they've passed, it's too late. So you being there has jack to do. With <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. great to honor him in that way, but yeah. you know, it's for you. It's not for him. Yeah. He's gone. Yeah. You know, or he's transitioned, hopefully he's transitioned. to become your angel. That's uh, my hope. How do you feel about transition? What do you think about that? What you mean? Like, I mean, do, once we leave this physical vessel, once yeah. our bodies are gone, what do you, what do you think happens? Um, Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um, no worries. Thank you. I think anything is possible. I'm not definitely on one answer. Um, mm-hmm. It's a mystery to me. And, and I accept that, you know, everybody has, you know, every religion has their own philosophy or understanding or definite conclusion of what happens, you know, if we get reincarnated, if I turn into a flower, if I, you know, transition into a ghost, if I, or an angel or become yeah. one of the stars in the sky, Ooh, you know, that would if, be fun. <laughs> if I become a ghost and stuck here in this house. <laughs> oh no, don't get stuck. <laughs> no, no, I can't go anywhere until, you know, my, what inner, whatever that's holding me here gets released or, yeah. you know, I think anything is possible. Uh, I don't have a definite uh, conclusion, so. You know, um, I mean, that's the thing. I think there's certain things that the Lord wanted us to know and certain that we don't, some that we don't, you know, Um, my hope is that I always tell people that I love, like when I die, um, if I can, I'm coming to visit. (laughs) (laughs) This is how you will know it's me. Um, You know, and I have like different things for each person relative to our relationship. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. (laughs) What? I know this sounds crazy to you. I'm ready because I'm not afraid to die. I used to be afraid to die when I was younger. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. You know, I'm like, but now I'm like, no, when God calls me home, it's because it's my time. And and I'm living in a way now to where I can enjoy every single moment that the Lord gives me. I also tell people, don't worry about how I die. If it's if I'm shot, Mm -hmm. if it's in my sleep, if it's Mm -hmm. due to an earthquake, a lightning strikes me down, the why does not matter. Because right. it was my time. There was nothing I can do to stop it. I've, I've served my purpose. My purpose has been, you know, fulfilled. It's time for me to peace out. So that to me says that I need to be very aware of what I'm doing on this earth and to be present in every moment and to make sure I get everything attached to my name. I say it all the time. I want to die empty. Like that's it. like when I'm gone, it's like nothing but fumes left. They're like, oh, shoot. She did everything she was supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah, and I did what, it my way. Yeah. You know? <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Damn. What's his it? name? She did it. I did it my, my way. way. Is it Dean? Is it Dean or is it uh Fred? I think it's Dean. New York, New York. Same one, right? Yeah. Now I got to look it up. I know. Okay. My way. I bet it. I bet it's. Well, I don't know. Correct here. My way. Frank. Frank. Frank Sinatra. <laughs> yeah, because he think he did Marilyn Monroe. <clears throat> it has nothing to do with it. No, but she's fun be- fact: she was beautiful. <laughs> yes. Do you so, have a type? Sorry, we j- I'm just going to the other side. You just said Marilyn, so it made me think about women. Do you have a type? No. I, I used to. That. I used to just date black women because can I, I'm gonna get a little deep, deep. Give it. <clears throat> myself i'm gonna expose myself i'm ready <laughs> um i used to only date black women because i wanted to prove that i was black 
Okay. You know, so not to prove that I was black, but prove that, yeah, yeah, prove that I, hey man, I'm black, you know, because I can't bring my dad with me everywhere. So, yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is my daddy. <laughs> you know, I can't bring him. I, I can't pull, who we, I can't can't pull out a black card. You are, though. Why can't, mm-hmm. why can't we just, as the world, just take you as who you say you that's are? That's the thing, too. Nobody ever questioned it, especially black people who I, that's all I, you know, mostly hung around with, never mm-hmm. had a problem. It, mm-hmm. it was all me. Okay. And it was all just light skinned me. Okay. And, um, but I only dated black women for a while. Plus, I was in my pro black phase where everything okay. had to be black. Everything I listened to was black. Mm-hmm. Everything. Uh, underwear black. Underwear black. <laughs> turtleneck black. Hat black. <laughs> Eyeball black, <laughs> eyebrow black, <laughs> collar black, black car, <laughs> black, black car, black wheels. You really did have black car <laughs> wheels, didn't you? I hope everybody had a black wheel. Um, black I sky, black rice. <laughs> um. So I only did black. <laughs> I only did black women, and then the the point. I changed was to be honest with you was when I saw Sandra Bullock in Demolition Man and I was like she fine Ooh. and you know she white but she fine like mm-hmm. like what am I doing and then like girls that you know white girls at school Mexican girls at school were liking me and stuff and I'm just like why am I denying this other you know colors affection you know what I'm saying what mm-hmm. you know so I just kind of like saw everybody uh, the same uh, after that and so I don't have a, uh, the only preference I date everybody. The only preference I have is, is I'm not attracted to big girls cause I can't handle bigger. Okay. So, I mean, that's it. I don't, I don't find that attractive, but I mean, that's about it, okay. but I have dated big girls, mm-hmm. not big, big, but you know, thick, thicky, mm-hmm. thick, big, thicky, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, do you think but, most men are attracted to all women and they just decide to, compartmentalize or do you think that they fight those urges because of what society says <laughs> what urges like what <laughs> like let's say that it's a white guy and he sees this stunningly beautiful black woman yeah but because of his family's background sure. i don't he think goes i can't be with her i think uh pussy is stronger than steel and i think we i think me, we as men don't care I know a lot of guys who their parents don't approve or they want them to date Armenian and he dates a black chick or a non-Armenian chick and mm-hmm. he doesn't care because, you know, the love that he gets from her conquers all of that, you know, saying they'll mm-hmm. just have to deal with it. And I hate dealing with people who are so ruled by their folks. It's like, whose life yeah. are you living? Are you living right. yours or your or your daddy's? You know what I'm saying? Like, if this guy is okay and provides for you, it's nothing if he's an asshole and he's like abusive, you know, and you know, that's not cool with any race, you know. But if he's a good man, what's or he's she's a good woman, like, who's what's who cares? Yeah, yeah, you know, I agree with you on that. And I think, like, with black men, like, like, we, we, I don't know, what was I gonna say? Um. It comes up, well, sometimes we're just, I don't know. <laughs> I got a question about Black men because I see, you know, I'm married, married 12 years on Monday. Um, I Amazing. Thank you. Um, it hadn't always been easy, but it's been worth it. Mm-hmm. 
um, I haven't always seen Black men as being approachable or better yet, not approachable, approaching me in my single days, in my, you know, in with this warm smile, even, you know, sometimes I feel like, why don't they take that risk? Why don't, you know, regardless of what the outcome is, why don't they just step out and say, hey, you know, nice to see you, or hey, you know, you look beautiful, or I love that, you know, that perfume you're wearing, or that jacket you have on, or whatever, you know, like. Is that now, or before? I mean, well, I still get approached, you know, even though I am married, and my, I'll tell you my response to every man. One, I am a woman. I will always love compliments till the day I die. <laughs> <laughs> from my husband, from any man. If you see me on the street and it, you acknowledge the fact that it took me a little longer than I wanted to look like this, and you got a sister, you doing it today. I'm, I will happily take that in my whole soul. Okay, um, so I appreciate that. I always tell Jules, yes, my husband's name. Whenever my self esteem low, all I go is to Harlem on 125th, and I get compliments up and down the street, and I'm like, oh, I feel better about myself today. Mm. So, as a that, woman, that's your Instagram. <laughs> Still outside. That's your real Instagram. Legit. Like, 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 <laughs> like, like, like the hair, like the denim, like everything. I'm telling Lipstick. you, I love it. Whatever they eat, I'm like, okay, you know that I feel better now today, you know. But the thing is, there for years, I would see guys who I thought were attractive, but they just wouldn't say anything to me. And why didn't I, you say anything? Um, or you don't believe that's a woman's I, place. I think it's twofold, right? So yeah, part of it is um, I, I love a man who um, commands a room. I love a man who sees what he wants and goes after it. Um, and for me, my welcoming is a smile. Like mm -hmm. I, if I see you and I give you those eyes and I smile, you know, then that means, come on, say something. Okay. And if you don't, then I assume, okay, well, he's either taken or he's, you know, in a relationship or he has an ego or, you know, I just go all over the place. What, what do you, what is that? Do you ever see a beautiful woman and stop yourself from saying something and wish you would have once you've gone about your day? I do that every day. Why? <laughs> because, um, I'm not the game for me personally. I'm not the game, man. Like I, I after my breakup, I, I, I took a break. And then I went down this red pill rabbit hole and MGTOW rabbit hole. So now I'm just kind of like focusing on myself because I want to bring more to the table. So until I feel like I'm ready to bring more to the table, I, I kind of just don't care to go that extra mile to try to talk to anyone. Even though I am on two dating apps, which I'm not going to say because I don't want to give them props because I hate them. Oh. That that's my effort. <laughs> okay. My only day effort is being on those apps. Other than that, like I'm just like I see. I mean, I'm in I'm in L.A. Mm -hmm. She's in New York, and I'm in <laughs> Los Angeles. Um, there's you know there's meat everywhere, and I just yeah. don't I just don't I just window shop. Okay. Plus, I, you know, my competition here is ridiculous. So it's just like it's not like Sacramento. Sacramento was my feeding ground <laughs> but out here oh my god see I don't believe in competition I think you are your own competition and what's for you will find you regardless so but I get what you're saying there's a lot more like pickings that. right yeah. but at the same time like there's only one you so yeah. but they won't know that like let's say this let's say this I'll say this let's say this I'll say this um but you're also the dude who sees them and doesn't say anything so 
Yeah, but they also don't, even if you make eye contact, I thought rarely will I get another smile. I mean, a return smile because I don't know, like women, I'm going to say all of them because I haven't talked to, I haven't seen all of them out here. But the ones I walk past and give a hot, you know, a smile <laughs> before COVID, um, yeah. you know, I would really get a smile back. And I'm thinking, then I start dissecting myself on why. And then I just say, well, maybe she's just a bitch. Oh. You know, like she just, mm-hmm. I mean, meaning like she's just bougie. Like she just, yeah. she's not a nice person. So mm-hmm. I avoided that. You know what I mean? Even mm-hmm. though I like, even though I like the mean girls. Really? But, <laughs> why? Because. The challenge? Not just the challenge, that's a little bit of it, but more like like I get off my ego gets mm-hmm. off on me. I actually get to see the other side of this mean girl where other people get the mean girl. But I okay. get the sensitive, the beautiful, like I broke that meanness down. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. I broke the shell. You know what I'm saying? And so if you like, like if you like mean girls, then why aren't you still approaching the girl who doesn't smile back? Because to me, which, which I self-deprecate is, I'll think, oh, it must be because I'm short or my skin. Okay. I'm not her race. You know, I'm not, you know, six feet tall. You okay. know what I mean? I don't have muscles. You know what I mean? Like, Thought distortions. Yeah, I just. Lies. I like that. Yeah. not lie. I mean, it's true. It's, no, it's no, no, physically no. Physically, it's those, true. Those but no reason. But all of those aren't true. All of them are Well, true. technically, no, because I don't know. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So I so yeah, I just I oh I must because I'm short or because yeah. I got this mustache. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I just start breaking myself down, and then I keep it. Then I keep pushing. Like I don't dwell yeah. on it. Right. You know what I mean, I just go back into my you know MGTOW role and, and keep it moving. Can I tell you something? Yes, you can. On a scale of one to ten, men rank them si- themselves way higher than we as women do. So if you're going to rank yourself automatically higher than I do, where do you think? my thought, my thoughts lie when I see you. So basically, if I'm off top, right, from on a scale of one to 10, probably gonna rank myself about a six, six and a half. Um, I honestly, right now, I probably rank myself about a, a eight and a half, um, just because I am really into me. I really <laughs> <am>. <laughs> have not always been, but I am really into me. Like this whole, I'm about to be my own number one fan for the rest of my days is high. I so like when that. I get that other, you know, 1.5, cause I'm gonna leave that 0.5 out of there, you know, always gotta leave room for improve, for yeah. improvement. But, um, you know, if I rank myself a 6.5, you know, you're likely going to rank yourself automatically like an eight. So if your thoughts are there, what do you think mine are? I'm just trying to give you a perspective of if you're thinking those things, I could be thinking, oh, he doesn't want me because I got kids or, mm-hmm. you know, oh my gosh, he's staring at this big pimple list on my face. Yeah. You don't even see the pimple. You just see this beautiful image of a woman and my face is all frowned up. Like, don't let him come over here. I just left the gym. <laughs> I smell. I forgot my deodorant. All yeah. these things are going on in my head that you know nothing about. I live with my mom, all these mm. things, right? I'm not ready yet. Um, you know, I just got out of a bad relationship or yada, 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 yada. So <laughs> do you get what I'm saying here? Yeah. Like, so women do the same thing. We, we all do, do the And, and, and take, we do it and add like 1.5% on top of that, yeah. of how on the scale of one to 10 of how we do that. And then the kids thing is that we don't even know, we don't know what you have. <laughs> we don't see you, you know, we don't know you. So we don't, exactly. we don't know any of that. 
but you're but the girl the woman saying oh it must be because i i have kids or this extra role of fat right here or blah blah blah, blah like when we you know we really don't know we wouldn't know no. everybody's so, waiting until and there is no until yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't i just i don't i just don't have the i don't have the power in me anymore i get it and then, it's temporary, and then right i hope so because you know what i also think of too the energy i have to put in because i i put so much energy into my last relationship and i just i don't have i'm just tired yeah like i'm willing if it if it's made easy for me like if she comes along and she's just making all the moves or whatever, and I just, I cannot fight it, you know, but you know, if the right now, I just, I, I don't have the energy to put into another person that I did my last one, but I'm willing to, if she comes, yeah. I'm not going to deny yeah. her if she comes, that's ridiculous. Like, I'm not going to pass it up just for me. You know, I'll put my, my olive branch right now is just the dating apps and then Mm-hmm. Uh, which which is not successful at all by the way but uh, i got married off a dating app yeah i found so. my last ex on a dating app so i i'm a total advocate of the dating yeah, app they work yeah i they mean work. but you know they put us together and put people together that we possibly wouldn't meet on the street exactly i would have never met my ex <laughs> yeah i would I, we don't go in the same circles we're not in the yeah. same areas so mm-hmm. i would have never met her and, mm-hmm. and but you know i i I thank the universe for meeting her. You know, she mm-hmm. she was great. So I'm glad that happened. So yeah, I'm I'm a total advocate for dating apps. I just uh just for me right now, that's my only olive branch. I don't because yeah. in person too, like obviously because of COVID and, mm-hmm. and you know that that energy and meeting somebody new is just uh it just overwhelms me right now. But I'm probably in my own head. I'm no. a, I'm like swiping last night and I'm just thinking, man, if I met this specific woman, like. Where would I take her? Can does she does co- does she do coffee? What are we gonna mm-hmm. talk about? But I just get in my own head, you know what I mean? Like yeah, uh, I get that. Can I tell you something? You can. I'm proud of you for being the guy who can enjoy your own company, because there's a lot of men who I know who go from relationship to relationship to relationship and not dealing with their feelings. And all it is, is they become the Erica Badu bag man, not the bag lady. You know, yeah. we all know that as women. But, you know, there's no song I've heard that's, that says, bag man, yeah. you know, and bringing that <laughs> you stuff. Should, you should make one. <laughs> Do the <laughs> remix. <laughs> Who's Acoust- bringing that stuff. Acoustic version. <laughs> I, I love a good acoustic yeah. uh, version. You know, who's bringing their stuff from the past to the next. So yeah. I commend you for that. Thank you for being aware of that. That's that's big stuff. Um. Oh, yeah, I dealt with it my way and... I'm still dealing with it, but it's less, you know, I, I had a, a retail therapy. I had therapy, therapy, I had drug I see, therapy. I, I had, see your retail therapy back there. Mm-hmm. It's a and problem. I'm glad you had therapy therapy. Cause <laughs> it's <that's>, over. <laughs> it's done. That's it. <laughs> I paid for it. This therapy. <laughs> the other one was kind of free. Even though I took oh, it out of my, my, my paycheck, but yeah. <sighs> And then uh, my body, I had physical therapy with my, I feel like my, I had a, a problem issue with my body that took me out for a few months. And I, 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 I said, I told everybody that's my heart, my heart broke. Mm-hmm. My body just said, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I was out, even though it was my back, but um, <clears throat> yeah, I had back uh, issues. 
listen, yeah. it manifests itself in different places in our body. Yeah. Where we carry it, right? Where we carry our stress, suddenly it just decides to disrupt. So yeah. disrupt our lives sometimes to sit us down. Oh yeah, this, it sat me down, laid me down, made me go to sleep, gave me drugs, did all, all that, reflect, cry, yeah, uh, all that stuff. I broke down in front of my manager when she brought it up, and I just just started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was just like, man, how can one person, some one person, just hit so hard? It's like that was that was a trip. We got You're available. What do you mean? And what I mean is you were available to feel. So that's how a person can get that close to your heart and where you are. And, 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 and those words, evidently, it all had to happen. Your manager had to say something for you to release that. Because I think you just add an extra year to your life with that, those tears you shed. Yeah, I th- it's funny, too, because in when I was younger, in my 20s, I would never let people in, but I, I let this person, I took a chance, we, we got together really kind of fast, and it was it was a great idea, no regrets, and I tried to be, even then, though, I, I didn't, I, I wasn't, I was as open as I could compared to before, but I could have been more, okay. and, and I think she could have too, and I, and I, you know, you keep learning, even in your 40s, 30s, 40s, you still learn, you know, you're, you haven't, graduated from nothing you know what I mean you're still learning I'm still learning about myself I could have done this I could have done that and then you bring that to the next person and you you become a better uh individual and and you just learn you just learn from your mistakes yeah and I made a lot of them and I still made this and this was like a few years back I still I made a lot of them then I wasn't perfect Mm -hmm. at all you know and nobody is you know there you go you gotta do the work I got, I, you know, I, one thing I love about you is um, whenever I call, you answer. Um, whenever <laughs> I text, you eventually text back. You, you're giggling, but you do. Um, and we have been on two different sides of the states for the majority of our time. We've been around each other for physically less, maybe five times or less. Mm-hmm. But blood is thick. DNA is strong. Um, And I love that our family unit, even though we're all over the world, is still very, very, very tight. Yeah. It's a lot. I have a lot of childhood photos of us together, but I don't remember a lot of those moments. Can you tell me uh, one of your fondest childhood memories? And, you know, because I want to know you. About like going to reunions and stuff like that? Or going over? No, it doesn't have to have. Oh, just just being a kid. Yeah, one of your fondest childhood memories. My, I think I feel like the best days of my childhood was living in Guam, and being around the trees, the water. The water was like a few minutes away. Being in that house, uh, playing with you know my neighborhood, my neighbors, um, the uh, the wildlife, the island. Like if I retire, I like to go back there. Um, that was, I just, I just really, I just remember just having, just being happy. You know, when I moved to the States, that's when everything collapsed. <laughs> I was blind. I had asthma. I couldn't breathe. Oh, no. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> Pollution is legit. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, Gosh. I don't know how it is now. I've seen pictures of Guam, but if I retire, I'd like to go back there. Or at least I, I want to go back there anyway, just to visit. But, uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the best times I remember. I've had some good times here in Cali, but yeah, my, my best times as a elementary kid like is is in Guam. So, how do you feel about being a big brother? It's weird because she's taller than me. No, um, <laughs> it's cool because I feel like I feel like she learned from my mistakes. I remember some conversations I heard her have with you know dad, and I, I know she probably uh, saw me and, and and was like, eh, I don't you know, because because I'm like the creative one, and you know she's the scholastic one, and you know my dad's the scholastic uh, scholastic one, and my mom is. She used to be creative. I don't know what she she just mom now. Uh, <clears throat> mom watching the news. Um, so you know I'm taking risks. They did everything safe. Mm-hmm. I'm still taking a risk. You know, mm-hmm. I took a risk coming out here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just my creative side won't let me let go, be scholastic. You know, or whatever. You know, even though I I I bend at the knee sometimes, I, and I do it, and then I waste money, and then. I come back to being trying to be creative, whatever. But uh, I don't know. Like, I'm proud of her. She's doing really well, way better than I am financially wise. Financially, um, she's, you know, I, I wish we were tighter than we are because there was a period where we just stopped talking. Um, but other than that, um, I think we're okay now. Like, we have dinner dates and stuff like that with our other friend uh, Gabriel. So um, I think we're. I think this is the, that's the friend that she's like. He likes him more than me. <laughs> <laughs> like he took my friend. No, she she just said Gabriel. I think if that's the one, um, y- y'all are tight. I will tell you this because you know it's so funny. I always believe in giving people their flowers while they live. And um, I do, what, do. I do that too. You do that too. I, I can tell. What I can tell you about your sister and what she says about you is she loves you so much from, you know, Natalie and I have been close, um, man, like since we were, you know, younger, just because I think our age is closer and we're just girls, um, but we just, not just girls, we just connected and- Yeah, you sure did. We connected <laughs> and she, you know, she always, always, everything is about you. And it's about you in the way of, I miss my brother. I love my brother. I want to be around my brother. Uh, I want us to talk more. I want us to be closer. You know, everything. It's always, and all she, I have ever heard come out of her mouth is a longing for a relationship and a closeness. And uh, I I know you you can giggle if you want, but I mean, I'm just telling you facts of what she'll probably never tell you because she is your daddy's child in a lot of ways. And so she, you know, sometimes says things and sometimes she doesn't. She sits on them. We we struggle with that. She and I do it in our relationship. I'm like, girl, stop. You know, I'm I'm a person to call you out because I love you. But, you know, if you ever, I just want to make sure you know how proud she is of you, how she sees you making moves, how she respects you as her big brother. And she, every time y'all get closer and y'all like see each other, she she she's regretful when she when she's late, when she misses something, when she does something wrong, you know. In the back of her mind, she's like, "Oh shoot! Oh shoot! Oh shoot! Is he gonna disappear on me again? Cause I messed up." And she'll probably never say that. And she'll probably, if she listens to this, she'll probably be like, "Hey, you know, or, <laughs> why'd she say that?" Or blah blah blah. That's not true. It's all true. Everything I'm saying is the truth. <laughs> it just is. But I think that's. Um, I just want you to know that that whenever you show up, just like when you show up and your dad, 
you know, he has to turn to the side because he's trying to fight, you know, whatever's in his eyes that's bothering him. You know, he Oh, he lets him go now. He lets him go now. He's he so proud now. of y'all. Okay. He's so proud of y'all as his kids. I, I'm so grateful that something's shifting in him that he can just sit back now and stop having to be the dad to make sure he made good kids. And he gets to sit back and see that he did make good kids. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, your parents, like like you said earlier, you know, your parents aren't perfect. I feel like they both did the best that they could with us. I do wish there was more affection. Um, cause, because because for me personally, because I didn't get it from them, I, I looked for that in my friends and women. And, uh, and I got it. <clears throat> so that's why it made me more biased towards them instead of my family. And I, I regret that, but I also know where I came from. And because of our family wasn't really a talking family, we didn't talk anything out. We kind of just, you know, buried it in the sand. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a part in Atlanta where T.I. and his family had an argument the last day. And then the next day, went back to normal. Nobody talked about it. They just went, had cereal, do pass T.I. the milk, put the milk, you know what I mean? Like, like nothing happened, you know? And although I do like that, because there's a, a what do you call it? Nonverbal communication there. We're just going to bypass it because we family, we're going to leave alone. I feel like we should have talked about certain things. You know what I'm saying? And I, and, and, you know, hearing that from Nally and, 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 and my dad not being committed, I, I, I don't like that now as a grown man. It, in my 20s, I loved it because I didn't have to talk about it. I had to, you know, deal with my feelings and stuff. But now I'm in my feelings. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm Drake. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about things. You know, I yeah. think, I think dealing with, you know, the past women that I've dealt with made me more open like that. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. they asked, why are you doing? Why are you like me? Both like what I do. You know, I got had to be a man and tell them what they did or what they didn't do. You know, uh, so I want that from them. You know, hearing that from you, you know, from how now you feel, it would have been nice to hear that. You know what I mean? Because I'm thinking the opposite, to be honest with you. Because as long as I've been here, I've been here for seven years. She's only came over here a few times, you know what I'm saying? And I would love to have her come over more. She didn't have to call, just come over. You know what I mean? I don't care. Mm -hmm. That's my sister. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my dad does it all the time, even though he's never come over here. When I used to be living inside, he just pop up. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I remember one time I lived with my friend, <laughs> Keisha, and I didn't tell him where I lived. Just not not for no reason. I just never told him. Yeah. This motherfucker popped up. She had a, my friend has two kids and one of them came and said, uh, Bishop, somebody's at the door. I said, for me? She said, yeah. She said, I said, who? Nobody knows I'm here. And then <laughs> he said, she goes, there's an old man outside. <laughs> there's an old black man outside. I said, old black man, did I get in trouble? Did I hear somebody? I go outside, it's him. <laughs> I just start laughing. I just, how you know where I was, dark? Like, was it my phone? Was it, I don't know if I had his iPad. Was, and he, I don't know, dude. He just, that's not military. You'll find they'll find you. Oh, they'll find you. They'll find you in the Congo. Find you. Like, hey, it's not, you just start laughing. Yeah. You're just like, yeah. You made that yeah. face. You know what it is? It's all of us, exactly what you said when it comes to dating, right? We have all our preconceived notions and perceptions of what somebody else is thinking. Mm. So instead of verbalizing it, and, and and if we did, we'd realize that 
that's all lies. We created all of that, you know? And, and so yeah. why Natalie hasn't come over, you've created all these, you know, situations in your head as of yeah. why. And they're all lies because we have, like you said, we're not yeah. having the conversations that need to be had. Even with the time that the reason why me and her didn't talk, if we talked it out back then, and we were mature back then, so it would, mm -hmm. but if we were more mature back then, we talked about it, that, there wouldn't, that would never happen. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I am an advocate for therapy and I'm an advocate mm -hmm. for talking things out because I feel mm -hmm. like dealing with my friends and just life experiences and, and, and therapy therapists who know the, <laughs> the the words to express what I'm feeling or how we feel. I think that's all important and we all need that to yeah. be better people because communication is the key. They say that with relationships. I say that with everything. Yeah. yeah. It's your job, family members, friends, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I, I, I've ended friendships amicably because we had a talk i said yo i didn't like how you did it i don't know i don't like why you, i don't like how you did it i don't like that you did that and this is the reason why and blah blah blah, blah. you know what i mean and then we talk it out if it's not if it's if you can't rectify it then we can't be cool and then that mm -hmm. breakups too you know with your significant other this is why this is the problem this is how i feel or you don't like it okay cool we can't rock together then that's it yeah. you yeah. know you gotta end it yeah well your you mental health you gotta end it yeah it's how you end it. Like you said, you can, we can end everything on a great level, but some people don't feel like they're so used to having experiences where everything had to blow up in smoke. Like it had to be a fire, yeah. you know, and, and it doesn't have to be a fire, but they're, they're so used to that. So if there is no fire to end the relationship, then it's not done. And I'm like, well, you don't have to burn the bridge Yeah. just for, you know, our season to end. Mm -hmm. our season can end and then we can wish each other well and go on about our business do you think that's because a lot of us haven't been taught how to disagree or fight fair yeah yeah like like you said therapy should be in middle school i agree with that you know mm -hmm. i only reason why i say high school because me yeah but i, I could have used it in middle school too. Me too but um we don't yeah we don't know how i mean we we learn from maybe our parents would want the best examples so we learn from them we learn from our how our friends deal with things you know or, uh, and, it, and it's all negative like if we if we had a mediator somebody to to tell us how to move our emotions in a certain pathway to be <laughs> pleasant and mature and not go to jail and not do violent things or mm -hmm. you know burn the bridge then i think we would be a better civilization mm -hmm. and less people would go to jail less people would lose money mm -hmm. less people would you know uh, be on drugs like hard drugs like we, we would be more calmer, more serene. That's why I'm an advocate for meditation and yoga yeah. and in therapy with that and, and drink lots of water, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, and eat more healthier. I just, I think all that matters to be a conscientious, conscientious, positive person. Yeah. And you can, you can, and then you'll be able to deal with anything. Somebody hit your car. Hey man, are you okay? I saw yeah. you hit my car. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's going on with you? You know, right? So we're okay. alive. Yeah, we're Not alive. Oh my God, we're alive. We're alive. How's your neck? My neck's cool. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like we don't got to. Hey man, you don't see me. Yeah. You don't see me. Yeah. Let me go get the. Yeah, yeah. Like the what? Calm. Can you imagine what we're doing to our hearts when we go from zero to sixty? Man, the high you know, cholesterol in our bodies, <laughs> all of that. But you know what? The this is the unfortunate part, and the sugar's going. Yeah. <laughs> it should be raise it up. <laughs> See, and that's how heart attacks happen. Yep. 
marketing and the way road rage i oh i used to i think i don't don't have road rage anymore marketing and the marketing the foods that are marketed to us Mm. the food products that most of us enjoy they're addictive Mm. the world wants us to be functioning sick yes and so if we're sick from the inside it's just going to manifest it's manifest itself in the way we react and Mm. act with people So you're right, you know, holistic approach to healing. I always love everything Eastern when it comes to medicine Mm -hmm. uh, because it, it looks at the entire body, not just the, not just the what, but the why, you know, and, and that, that, that matters. But I think a lot of us are so we're buying what people are selling, which is consumerism. Mm-hmm. which is more, 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 work longer hours to have the the latest this, that, or the nicest this or that and all that stuff. And the truth is stress decreases once we release the fact that our self-worth stops being attached to these things. Mm, like and then we, we don't care about the car getting hit so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't care about the neighborhood of which we have to be able to have a, a, an apartment as long as we're safe mm-hmm. you know safety becomes first versus a zip code you know yeah. all those things start to happen you know I live in the Bronx um, I got friends who would never come this way mm-hmm. I have friends who I have had for years who have never been here and some of them are welcome and some of them aren't because uh, what I've learned is I can be your friend without you being my friend okay and that's fine with me there are certain levels of friendship um, yeah and uh, and the person can be blood or not, same thing. Yeah. So I'm saying that to say, I am very much so a protector of my peace. Yes. So if your level of growth, you know, if your journey is a little bit slower than mine, I can respect it, but I can also choose not to let you in my peace. Mm-hmm. Cause that, I mean, I can meet you outside of the park and we can go for a walk <laughs> or I can meet you for a coffee, yeah. but if that energy is jacked, you are not welcome within my four walls, be it in your mind that it's in a bad neighborhood or not. Right. Cause inside of these four walls is nothing but peace. And, and, you know, I say that to say just because it's the Bronx, but if a person were to come here, they go, Oh, Oh, okay. Now, mm-hmm. are there safer areas um, and zip codes? Absolutely. But sure. I can't say I want to stay with those pretentious people because my stress would be a little bit high in some of those areas just because of what they carry and the energy of their keeping up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just, I don't welcome that in my home. Yeah, that's another thing too. Like money don't make you happy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It'll, it'll put you in a nicer area, but that don't make you, you know, a nicer person you know what i'm saying like because karens are everywhere you know racism is everywhere stereotyping is everywhere just because you did that i'm doing it and then um oh, do it <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah that's another thing too like and the food thing pisses me off too because it's like the the bad stuff is cheaper right like we have food source here that's the cheap food like and it's all mostly bad but then like you want to eat healthy and clean and, and maybe veggie and then those are things that are more expensive, whole foods, you know, yeah. three season five, stuff like that. It's like, what? it's like we're in the middle is Vons and Ralph's for us on the West coast. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we get, we got to get what we can. And I just, yeah. I just did a research on cereal and more. <laughs> Both of the cereals I eat are all bad. 
uh, except for Cheerios. All cereal. I was about to even Cheerios though. I mean, legit. Like yes, che- yes. Cheerios is like B on a on a grade scale. <laughs> it's B. <laughs> like yeah. God damn yeah. it. Like yeah. the best one, the best cereal, which is not a cereal, is Quaker Oats. Yeah. Yeah. You know exactly. And, and I, I eat that every eat day. This, it's oats. That's all in it. I have to eat the maple one because I can't. I need the taste. You know what I'm saying? Can if you, I can had to, get, I would. Can you just get the regular and then add a little real maple in it? You got less ingredients. Hmm. Think is about it, it. Is that harder? Harder. Are you worth it? Honey, I'm worth it. That's right. That's right. You're worth it. What do you mean? How do you just put the maple down like like maple syrup? Like yeah, yeah. I'm gonna think about it. Think about it. I'm gonna think, think about it. it. Think about it. About I've it. read about LA and all of y'all's food deserts. I mean, I see them in the box. You know, what I mean, I I see how you know you have to go farther to get to the good stuff. Or unfortunately for us, you know, with gentrification, when people who don't look like me, white people, um, move into our area, then suddenly we get hummus or we get you know vegetable green juices or kombucha things that a lot of us have been asking for, because unfortunately, black lives aren't uh, validated. Um, in a lot of instances, because we aren't thought to take care of ourselves, or we're hey, maybe we're learning a little late. But dog nabby, last I checked, money was green, yeah. and that's what keeps your lights on. That's what keeps your doors open. Um, that's what keeps us there. And thank God for the advocates who don't look like me, who are just as much saying, "Hey, you know, calling it out." I tell my white friends all the day, all the time, they're like, "How can I help?" Call out when you see something wrong, stand beside a person who looks like me, put my face on them and fight for them as if it were me. Cause you all have that black friend yeah. who if that was your friend, you would go to bat for. So act like that's me. Cause they are me. Every single black person you see going through something is me. I say it all day. I'll say it all the time and I mean it. And if you don't fight as hard as I do for me we're playing games. And I don't have many more days left on this earth. I, I mean, I'm about to be 40 in September. I may have, you know, who, who knows if I get to double that and see 80 or not. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to ride this ride with me, Dog Nabby, you better be willing to fight for me. I'll fight for you because I'm going to die for something. And when I die, I'm going to die for something. I tell Jules all the time. I'm like, look, I know New York can be a dangerous city or whatever. But Dog Nabbit, if I see a bullet coming for a child, I'm going out covering that baby. Yeah, I'm good. You know, I'm not going to go hover in a corner and put a prayer on them. I mean, you can do that depending on the circumstance and the situation. But dog never die for something. Yeah, have a purpose. Find yeah. find your purpose, have a purpose. And, yeah, not yeah. saying run to it. I'm just saying if, <laughs> if, it, if it's there and it is your time and you feel it in your bones, you know, don't be the one who turns around and walks in the other direction. You'll no. live with that just the same for the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah. It's like I had a friend who, uh, <laughs> she caused an accident and she called me and said, should I have gone back? And I was like, yeah, you should have, but you didn't. So either you don't, you know, either you get therapy for it or I, I really don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a hard one. You know what I mean? That's a, yeah, because you don't, it's like hit and run. Like you, you hit somebody. Now you're thinking, shit, dude, I'm going to go to jail. But do I do the right thing and go back or do I keep going? There's a chance I can get away with it because even if I do get caught, I got away. I'm still going to go to jail. So it's like, what do you do? What's the right, you know, 
Yeah, but you're not guaranteed to go to jail, you know, so that's the other part, right? I mean, see, the thing is, everything doesn't work out the way we create the scenario in our head. Yeah, but if you're speeding and you hit somebody. You can get a ticket. It's called an accident. That means it was accidentally done. Even if you hit somebody? Yeah, you don't have to go to jail. You get a ticket, your car insurance goes up. You know, you may have to go to court. You know, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to go to jail. You could get probation. I mean, there are people, unfortunately, who have killed people in car accidents and did not go to jail. Yeah, that's true. I heard some, my friend was telling me um, her brother got hit by a car while he was riding his bike. And the lady got out, put him in her car and took him to ER. And yeah, she didn't go to jail. She paid for everything, but she didn't go to jail. So, yeah. Yeah. Clear so, conscience. Yeah. So with that, I tell my friend, I told her what I told her. I don't, I don't wouldn't know what to do. Uh, no, I'll probably go back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as you should. Is everybody yeah. okay? Dang, dude. Absolutely. And then explain everything to the, yeah. 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 The right thing to do is to go back, everybody. Yeah, just check on them. Just don't leave them. the scene, because you know what's going to happen? She got to live with that the rest of her life. And yeah. She brought it to, up to me before. You know, yeah, and she and she's it's it's always gonna be there. It is. It's never gonna go away till you pass away. So no, one of my friends says she says Kristen because when I tell her I'm going through something, she says, Kristen, everywhere you go, there you are, and I'm like, that's it. Deal I heard with that this on stuff a, on a movie somewhere. Hey, it resonated for me. Yeah, everywhere you go, there you are. And I'm like, dog, damn it. She's right. Deal with it. It's not gonna run away. It's not gonna go away. Yeah. You know? What makes you happy? What brings you joy? This, um, being creative, making music, um, my art. Um, You're a great artist, by the way. I'm okay. Okay, well, you know, uh, you can take my um, my words as however you'd like, but I'll say it again. You're a great artist, by the I way. I appreciate it. Kristen, oh, cool. thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. I didn't know we had so much talent in our family. Well, you you also are a great singer. You know, I'm waiting for thank you an album to come out or something. You know? That's gonna have to be from Jesus because uh, there's no parts of me that's gonna do that. I I haven't been called to sing and make an album. <laughs> I like to sing live. I like to sing what I want to sing. But, there's a um, there's a joke out here that every guy has an album. Really? Because LA is so in the DIY okay. independent and there's so many baby studios out here and yeah. everybody's a musician, a DJ, an artist, an actor. Yeah. So everybody has a movie, everybody has an album. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but you'll never hear it. <laughs> I mean, that's a great joke. I will say this, wherever your creativity pushes you, you should do it. And you should not do it just because you feel like the business is already... Um, full of other people who are doing it because they aren't you and what you have attached to your name has nothing to do with what they have attached to theirs yeah well you you brought up earlier that you know you wanted to die empty and uh which is funny because uh jazzy dj jazzy jeff has an album with uh glenn lewis and Mm -hmm. on there there's an interlude that says it's good it's great and um he says you know in an interlude die empty you know, who cares about the industry, the record labels, whatever, just die empty. And I was like, damn, that's, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. So that's why I've been coming out with all these albums now, because I'm like, 
okay, so they're not professionally mixed down. They're not professionally mastered. I'm not a professional at all. I'm, you know, I, I haven't done a show in years, um, but I have all this music. And as long as the internet is there, I'm going to use it. I'm going to use all these event, Bandcamp, SoundCloud, mm -hmm. YouTube. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use all these advantages and just put the music out. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. And, and stop waiting on getting some money to pay somebody to mix it and master it. Like, you know, I, I did my best. I look, I had fun making these. I had fun mixing and mastering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love it. I love making the cover. I love making the music. I like, you know, putting ideas and stuff and redoing things. I like the whole process. And and I just and I just put it out. I just put it one out a few, like yesterday. So, so I got to check these out because I see this is what happens when you don't know, right? So I didn't even know that you've done this. So I'm excited because. I'm excited too. Well, I'm glad you're excited because see passion, passion plays different. That's what it is. These are all passion projects and I love it. it see, that's I what I'm talking it. about. So if you don't, if you don't get that out of your body, these albums are, you did them for you. You know, you didn't I do did, it. Yes. Like, I don't know. Let me see what the people were looking for. No, you didn't do it like that. You did it because this is what your body was telling you. You needed to release or the story you need to tell. We get, I know for me, like I will forever until the day I die, I love Lauren Hill's miseducation as well as her unplugged because they were raw, they were vulnerable, they were her truth. And that resonates so much for me that I can sit there and go, wow, that's not my story, but it's hers, but it hit me because it hit her. Yeah. Can you imagine yeah. if people wouldn't put out those things, if we wouldn't do what we're doing right now? People are out doing of the it passion now. And the love, it's yeah. necessary. People are doing so, it now because, oh, I'm not going to get all these views or nobody's going to listen to it. Yada, yada, yada. Like, I, I, I think this is true, but like somebody used uh, this female producer's music because they found it on SoundCloud. And these songs were like five to six years old. But he used it in his movie five to six years later because he just found it. And she hasn't been making music for like three years. But just because she put it out there. Yeah. And I'm not saying this will happen to me. I don't care. I just yeah. want to put it out. But I'm just saying yeah. somebody found her stuff and used it in a movie that yeah. is out, like is been in theaters. Like this guy is a is a popular guy. He's just into hip hop. and You know what I mean? He's yeah. into music, period. So I'm just like. That's that's dope, and because I, I looked her up, and I'm like, man, she hasn't made music in three years. I hope, I hope they told her that they used it yeah. so she could, you know, get some more. Give her her money too, also. But, well, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Cut that check, Cut you the know. Check. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I mean, just saying, like, we gotta, we get all our passion projects, our podcasts, our music, yeah. our act, yeah. acting, our movie ideas. How many? I just saw a Star Wars fan film that you know, uh, some one person made. She she did she made all the arrangements, hired all the people. There's 30 people on, on the cast. Like she did everything. Like that that's amazing. I don't know yeah. how she got the money, but it's amazing that she had this much passion for Star Wars that she made her own fan film. And a mm -hmm. lot of people do that. Like I love it. We yeah. all love it as fans. We love it. So as fans of as a fan of music and a DJ, I had all this music inside and I put it out. I taught myself music. I bought all the stuff myself. I have no That's sponsors awesome. or back, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. that would have been nice, but you know, I'm not going to let that stop me. I went from yeah. a small keyboard to a big key keyboard. Boop, I need to fix that. Yeah. Um, so I'm proud of that. And I'm 
glad I did it I'm, and hey, doing it, still doing it. I love that you said that because those, those are the kind of words we have to, those are the, the affirmations that we, I am proud of myself. Yeah. You know what I mean, that's, it, it resonates for me because a lot of times people are telling us things that somebody else told them. And I always say, I don't know if I take advice from somebody who's not doing, you know, unless it's yes. the advice for me to do it. Now, yes. if you aren't doing it and you're telling me to do it, I'm here for it. But what would it kill you to, to tell me, go for it? Why not? Why don't you try? Yeah. But somebody who's trying to kill a dream and you haven't tried and you haven't done, ah, you know, that goes straight out the ear. I'll listen to any conversation, but it's not much that's going to stick nowadays. Yeah. You know, you were talking earlier about how, like, you know, I know my mom is constantly on me because I'm an artist, you know, just like you. She's like, Kristen, I just worry, you know, about your pension and you being able to retire and have my said, I'm, I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about it because I know that when it's time for that to happen, it's going to happen. I'm going to speak millions in my bank account. I said, mama, don't you worry. When I retire, I'm going to retire a bunch of people with me. Mm. So if I see that, if I feel that, if that's my vision and that's not my concern, I know that if I'm being present in the moment, allowing the Lord to work with me, me being able to manifest my dreams first by verbalizing it and then watching it, everything start to line up. You don't have to worry about me. You should be worried about the one who's sitting over here stuck in a job just for the pension. Because heaven yeah. forbid they fire you before that bad boy manifests itself. Yeah. And yeah, that's how a lot of people commit suicide. You get what I'm saying? Or so, you know, shit, yeah. we got to stop fighting against what's already placed in us. The Lord didn't make mistakes. And I know that parents have good intentions, but they're also giving us what they know from their experiences. And sometimes it's because, and, and hey, not saying anything's wrong with that. I'm just saying, that's what they know. If your parents aren't artists or creative in that realm, then they aren't, they may not be the ones to write off, say, go do that. Sure. Because they may not have seen it working, but mm -hmm. also parents fear that you're going to, you know, they, they want to catch you before you fall. But again, yeah. it goes back to what my dad said, Kristen, you're made with everything you need to survive. Yeah. So that means he didn't put my parents here to catch me. Yeah. He's going to catch me. Also, I, I would rather my parents worry about me than not worry about me. True. Very true. <laughs> you know, like Very true, because they could be the ones calling. That's true. I, You know, and that's the beauty of it, right? That's that other side that we have to also remember. I think that you and I are blessed with a lot, with great parents. When did you realize that your upbringing was different than your friends? Any particular situation that stands out? <laughs> Uh, going to the hood and seeing how they live, but even with they had and, and having great parents and a, a great family, you know, I love I like a big family, like kids running around and you know yanking on my jacket. Bitchy, can you come out and pee? You know, like I love that. <laughs> um, uh, just seeing how they live and stuff is very different you know like you have they had everybody in the house like the sister who had kids was in the house yeah. you know what i'm saying and then i and i see why he <laughs> wanted to live somewhere else because he wanted to get away with that you know just not being able to go up over there at certain points or well even though we did anyway but you know just just the way of, of living in the environment but it also made me see black folks in another light you know because we're we're not a monolith you know what i mean i had a lot of well-to-do black friends too like you know mm -hmm. we're we run the gamut man 
you know, we're not one thing, you know. Exactly. I know a lot of bougie black women. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Gucci, this gotta be this. Yes. But they had it, you know, yeah. and they came from it. And then I have the I see the other side who got the Gucci, but she had to get the fake Gucci and, and she's struggling and she got a kid and what so when I see my friends and, and, and the women I dealt with back then, like I go home and be like, man, like I'm glad I can go home, you know, with an alarm. Um, and even where we live, I mean, I still got my car stolen, my car broke it into, like it didn't matter. It, that that doesn't matter. Your environment doesn't matter. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Um, you know, ignorance is everywhere. Yep. Uh, crime is everywhere. Absolutely. But, White um, collar crimes. Crimes are committed by billionaires every day. Yeah, pyramid scheme was, yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, to be, I don't really see any difference other than a bigger family. To be okay. honest with you, you know what okay. I'm saying? Like, I, I, I feel uh, honored with uh, to be or privileged to be where I was and had that uh, safety net, uh, and, and I was able to take chances. But then my friends also took chances too, and theirs were more dire because they might not have a place to go, or mm. you know they they'll have to deal with not having the money for a long periods of time or having to stay with somebody who they didn't really want to stay with because they can't afford the rent anymore. So we all take chances. It, it wasn't it really, really a big, big difference. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just, I just had a father. Some of my friends didn't have fathers, you know, so I hope I answered the question. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, there's no right or wrong to answering the question. Yeah. I just um, very fortunate because it could have been, been way worse and it, was, and it wasn't. But that's what anybody, anybody, anybody's life could have been way worse. You know, we're lucky to have what we have and lucky to breathe air. You know, it's just how you deal with that. Yeah. yeah. You deal with your circumstances and, and, and the stuff you dealt with or, or you have and how are you yeah. going to acclimate that, what you have mm -hmm. and proceed with, with, with your purpose. I always got to yeah. find a purpose, man. Like you can't live through your parents, for your parents, you gotta live for you. So what are you gonna do? And how are you gonna contribute to the world to you know, benefit that benefits yourself? Mm -hmm. you know, and however you need to get there, whether you need an ayahuasca trip or you know go to to the Buddha land of Tibet or you know smoke smoke some marijuana and, and chill and meditate and vibe out. Go to the beach, hit some bongos. However you gotta find it, read some books, do it. Find a purpose and, and do it. Positive purpose and, and do it. You know nothing illegal or that hurts other people that's right that's you right. always gotta say that because you oh i found a purpose i like to rob banks and hit people in the face that makes me feel good no bro you need therapy bro that's right why do you want to hit people in the face i mean you know one of my ex-friends um she gave me a great Ooh, thing for stress mm -hmm. yeah we we had to part ways but she gave me a great thing for relieving stress and what it is, is whenever you want to hit something or somebody, go and buy a dozen eggs, find yourself a tree or an object, and you say that thing and you throw that egg and watch it splat. And yeah. splat. It really does help to relieve, you know, all waste the food, but yeah. I'd rather waste food than do do jail time. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Hit some hit some balls at a batting cage. Yeah, or yeah, sure. Hit some balls at a batting cage. You know, something else to help you get that out of your body. Go to a firing range. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's another option too. Yeah. You know, you and I are both pro uh, products. Well, we both have parents who divorced. Yeah. At different ages. So mine, you know, divorced about 13 years ago. 
14 maybe. Yours, how old were you? I think it was like 15. 15. Junior high to eighth grade. Yeah, down here okay. from there. <laughs> uh, how do you feel that that uh, affected your life? Were there any, what was the, yeah. How'd that affect your life? I mean, my grades went down. I took my grades out on my my parents. I stopped doing the work. I stopped paying attention. I stopped caring. And then, you know, I found a, a new bunch of friends, you know, we, <clears throat> just to deal with my uh, anger. Um, stay, well, first I stayed to myself as a kid during that time. I stayed with, to myself. And then when high school came around, uh, I started having different friends and doing this janky, weird stuff. And nothing crazy, you know what I'm saying? But I, I just wasn't in to school. Because if you, you could see the decline of my grades after that happened, you know? Okay. And um, it just made me angry. You know, I wish I had somebody to talk to um, about it. And, you know, but uh, it just went kind of downhill from that. Gradually, though, you know what I mean? Not just, ah, you know what I mean? Just kind of like, Cause again, isolation. I'm glad I knew how to draw. I was just drawing all day in my room, and then you know, high school came, and that's a whole new, more uh, bullshit to deal with. My clothes, my my stature, my glasses, my you know, my appearance, and, and find, trying to find myself, and then dealing with that in the background, blaming myself. You know what I'm saying? It's just this weird thing to do. As I think that affected me too with relationships. I never wanted to be with one person because I'm thinking like it's not gonna work. You know, it does You know, I'm just gonna be a player, player. You know, and how I treated women and stuff like that. Like all that affected me for years, decades, dude. It was insane. You know, um, yeah. I wish I had. <laughs> I wish I had therapy. Too. I would have saved a lot of hearts. And a lot of time, people's time, <laughs> and not being a doggy dog. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? I get that. I get yeah. that. Yeah. See, women were just me. It was just easy. First of all, it yeah. was it was easy. I'm not gonna lie. And I took advantage of that because uh, of this point of. So I just like I was I have I had man it was I was a bad dude. I went on an apology tour. I'm proud of you because I was gonna say, did you apologize? To I did to uh, to some of them, yeah, because you know, some gone, long gone years, mm -hmm. but uh, the ones that I still kind of talk to, I I had to say sorry, man. Yeah, that's just an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Yeah. How what about you? Think, oh, go ahead. How what do you, you how do you think that could have been um, handled differently? Because I mean, the outcome was a divorce. It wasn't your fault, right? Right. These are two grown people making grown decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, what do you think your parents could have said to you or like you said, therapy that could have helped that to have been an easier transition? Yeah, they could have put us through, through therapy. I don't know what, what, you know, what, uh, my sister was thinking, but I wish I would have talked to somebody, at least have somebody narrate what I was going through, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Um, and put me on a better path, no drugs, just to, you know, just mentally, just talk to me, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't think they, you know, again, our family wasn't a talkative, communicative uh, family. So um, it would have probably meant more coming from them, but maybe they didn't know how to articulate it either. It's just like, well, mm -hmm. we're not going to be together anymore. 
I think they did kind of sit us down and say we're not going to be together anymore. I think we did have like a family mm-hmm. uh, discussion. Uh, but other than that, like uh, some somebody outside, I w- I wish would have kind of just broke everything down. You know, even with having me and you know my sister there, that would have been cool because so we can hear each other's you know thoughts and stuff. Um, but even but then, I probably would have rebelled. I don't know. I probably would have been like, "What am I doing here? I ain't gonna talk to you." I don't you know, I would have <laughs> been a dick. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, could have. You, that's the part, right? Hindsight's twenty twenty. We don't know how it would have worked out had they done that. But at the same time, now when we look at it, you can say maybe that would have been a better way of handling the situation. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he or she would have broken me down like Tony Soprano. You know what I mean? Like, okay, <laughs> fine, I'll tell you what's going on over here. Okay, I, I can't <laughs> take it. You know, like, have you healed from some from that stuff? Have you let it go? Um, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, I have. I've not only have I let it go, but I understand why they did that. I understand mm-hmm. it as a grown, as grown people, why they did it. You know, they just weren't, they tried to make it, but they just weren't, uh, what do you call it? Not cohesive, compatible. compatible you know what I mean? Um, I understand the circumstances of why, how during the time, like I, I get it now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, and if that was told to me back then, I, I wouldn't have gotten it. You know, it, th- this journey was my Lord of the Rings. You know what I'm saying? I had to go through everything I had to go through to get here mentally and physically and and, and being a man um, and dealing with that as a man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, I'm content now. I'm cool. We're all cool. Um, I've forgiven everybody. I've forgiven myself. Uh, Good. People forgave me <laughs> Yeah. for the most part. You know what I mean? So. As much as bullshit as I went through and I wish I didn't go through, I had to go through that to get to be who I am now because I like who I am now. Love that. Namaste. The God in me sees the God in you. What about (laughs) you? What what was your journey? Because I everybody I don't know one person who benefited mentally maybe you got more gifts because you had two households but like mentally ever from a divorce because that's that's the that's what paranoid me with the relationships like i was so scared to break up or get married you know because there's been plenty of times i could have got been married you know what mm-hmm. i mean but i'm that made me paranoid that hit me hurt me so bad i couldn't stay with one person you know what i mean because of that you know what i'm saying yeah 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 I so what about for me? Um, my parents, yeah, they divorced about 14 years ago, but ever since I was young, you know how I was telling you before, like I, as a child, thank God for wisdom, I could see, I looked at my parents as just people. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, okay. She can't tell me even really then? why, even then. See, th- that that wasn't me. I put them on a pedestal. You did. So like, I they did. could do no wrong. So when they did yeah. wrong, I was confused. <laughs> gotcha. See, my brother and sister did that, or Mm -hmm. I think that they did, but I didn't do that. Okay. Um, So even when I was seven, eight, you know, I was so inquisitive. I had so many questions and I would ask my parents things and I would pay a lot of attention. I was really quiet for the most part. I watched more and I'd see how they did things or why they did things, or I would ask and I was always watching and I was like, hmm. You know, my mom wouldn't have done it like that. Or, mm. and this is just me as a child. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Sizing up a situation without a lot of information as of why they're doing. Because some of it could have totally made sense. It just didn't make sense to my seven, eight-year-old mind. Yeah. So from that point on, early on, I was watching them. And 
so when my parents got a divorce, I wasn't surprised. I actually felt like it was, it had been time. I was shocked wow. they made it that long. You know, oh, like God. I felt, I was just like, y'all are about to now be happy. Like, that's how I felt. I was like, I was wow. like okay, now y'all are going to be happy. And so, you know, I think it hit my brother and my sister a lot harder because they were my, I think they put my parents on the pedestal, but like yeah. I said, I saw them as people. Yeah. And so I was like, Oh, they're flawed. Just like me, you know? Um, so when I wish they, I did that. You know, right. I, you know, it's, everybody has a different experience. Mm -hmm. So when they got a divorce, I was like, Oh, now they're going to find themselves and they're going to find their own joy. And they're not going to be dependent on another person for happiness. Um, I always saw my parents as, um, two people who both had a broken leg. Mm -hmm. So if, gotcha. if my mom has a broken leg, my dad has a broken leg, yeah. then they're trying to help each other walk. Yeah. And I, couldn't wait to see them walk on their own Those, that, like, that's a bar right there by the way that was a thank bar. you yeah that's good I, I call them christianisms it just kind of come that was a good christianism thanks you know so i couldn't wait to see them walk on their own so for me i think you know now since i am married i can see that divorce can be like a death mm. um and it can uh, make you feel like a failure. I see mm. that now because I am, you know, that was young Kristen without the life experience I have now. Um, and like I said, in, even in my own marriage, you know, it's been worth it, but it ain't always been easy. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the best advice I've gotten from a married couple that's been married like 40 something years. Uh, one of my friends, Kate said, you know, Kristen, you know, our children asked us, what's the secret for us being married so long? She said, and I told him that we never wanted to get a divorce at the same time. And mm. when she first told me that, I was like, what? Who says that? And then when I went through my own struggles in my own marriage, I went, oh, now I know what she means. Right. Because right. I, we, Jules and I have been through it to where I was like, how can this be? This can't be repaired. Mm -hmm. This is beyond repair. We're, you know, I'm tapping out, you know, yeah. and but but God and but um, removal of ego mm -hmm. and um, allowing the work to be done. And and look, everything's not forever. Some some people have seasons, you know, even when we got married, the lady who married us, uh, she's an ordained minister. And she made sure to not say we didn't do any of that till death do us part. Because I don't believe in that. I don't know what life has to offer us. Um, you know, we will have a connection to one another just because we shared so many years together in life till death do us part. But mm -hmm. who says that we're going to be joined legally together for the rest of our lives for that amount of time? That would be the ultimate goal and desire. Um, and I say that right now, but who knows what, you know, what our paths hold 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now. Yeah. I that's why I'm so adamant about being in the moment and loving fully right now because I can't predict that time and what that's going to carry later so I could see that for my parents I saw oh shoot you know they are now going to get to soar in who they are yeah um but one thing they both taught me is that my perspective is just that yes it's just my perspective and if they aren't walking around with those same ideals and thoughts and revelations as I have, then I have to allow them their path and their journey to wherever it is they're destined to go. Yeah. So 
that's probably been the biggest lesson for me, like not pushing my feelings and my emotions on both of my parents. Because when I talk to my mom about this, she goes, she doesn't like it. You know, she she's like, that's not how I feel. That's not how I felt. That's not, you know, what I thought my life would be. And then my same with my dad, you know, uh, you know, how dare you feel that way? Like, I thought this was forever. And I'm like, okay, you know, evidently, you know, I need to learn how to just listen. Yeah, yeah. Have my own feelings, allow yeah. them to marinate in my head or journal um, and allow them to have their own based off of their own relationship and and what they saw their future looking like, yeah. you know. And everybody's okay now, everybody's um, I'm okay. Yeah. Um, I hope that they're okay. That's the other part of me allowing them to be wherever they are. Mm. Like, you know, how I feel about where they should be or how I feel about where I want them to be has nothing to do with their process or their journey. Yeah. So I hope so, but I can't say. Uh, <laughs> we were t- talking off camera about doing this and then me being a mystery to to our family and I kind of wanted to get out there to where to to say my piece just in case they watch I'm I don't know if this is because of how I was raised or whatever but I'm not I wasn't a social person back then and because it mean you listening to you talk to you about your parents like I don't really know them you know what I mean like I don't know anybody you know what I'm saying like I barely know Uncle Victor who I love dearly but he's like the closest one out of everybody because he came to visit because he travels <laughs> yeah yeah he, he shows up yeah so everybody is still a stranger to me nice mm-hmm. and and treat you know brought me in brought us in or whatever but like and I think I, I don't uh well one I want to apologize and, and two I wish we were closer I thought I really thought social media would have brought us closer but I didn't I thought the reunion that you and Natalie had for us via zoom which i thought was a brilliant idea i thought that would make us close i have made no attempts to talk to any of them like if it wasn't for Kristen making a move i probably wouldn't talk to Kristen either you know what i mean because i just i'm just not like that you know what i'm saying and i hate that about myself because even when i meet some of you guys like i remember meeting some relatives in colorado when we were traveling to t- going to the nice. Everybody's cool, nice. I would have loved to got to know them better. Never did. <laughs> you know what I mean? I would love to be closer to Alicia. I don't, I, I hit her sometimes on, on Facebook. I don't know what's going on with her. Something's, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I, I wish we were all uh, closer, but because of proximity, that's, that's what I learned with my friends. Like everybody's in the house cousins coming over people's kids you know playing with i'm playing with the kid i love that you know what i'm saying i wish yeah. everybody was down the street yeah you know what i'm saying i wish people were in two hours away you know what i mean but we're not we're all over the place because of what you know military or whatever you know what i mean yeah I just travel and i'm glad everybody got out because you know not, nobody shouldn't stay in one city mm-hmm. um but i don't know any of my 
<laughs> uncle's children don't know any of y'all. Yeah. And, and I regret that, but I also haven't made effort and I don't know why I do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let's get to it. Let's do Have you ever done the Y's? I've done let's the get... Z's, but I haven't done the Y's. <laughs> okay. Let's, first of all, um, I love that you're admitting this. I love that you're aware of this. And Absolutely. I also know that those are the first steps towards change, if that's what you want to do. Mm. Every other week, we have family prayer at 5 p.m. Um, I know, but guess what? <laughs> you can get on for 10 minutes if you're headed from home, from work, or whatever. You can get on and just listen if you're at work and not say anything. Um, I, I will tell you, and thank you for your compliments about the uh, family reunion that Natalie and I worked on. Oh, it was amazing. Thank you. We're, you know, she's pushing me again. She's like, we need to do a cousin's one. So I'm going to work on the next cousin's one. So we're going to do it. Because like you, she wants it. She craves this, you know, and fam our family is the kind of family that if I were an outsider, I want to be a part of that family. Like, I'd be like, that's the family I want to be a part of. Because we support each other. We don't take from each other. We give to each other. We feed each other financially, spiritually, emotionally. We're extremely supportive and present. We're that kind of family. And we don't bother people. We're not like, why didn't you come to family prayer? You know, why didn't you? No, you come when you feel like it. We're a pressure-free, loving family, have always been, and we're always supportive. So I want you to know that if you don't know that, pop up. Uncle Tim pops up whenever he feels like it. You know, Aunt Ruth pops up whenever she feels like it. Uh, there are times when there are like four of us on family prayer and times when there are like 12 of us. And we have just as much, much fun when the numbers are high and when the numbers are low. I have learned so much about your uncles, about your dad, mm -hmm. about my own, uh, my brother when he came yeah. that I didn't know because we discuss topics that are out of the blue and they're random. And you see the questions, the one little question for family prayer. And then we go, and some people just show up depending on what the question is. Like, I don't wanna talk about that. So don't come, it's fine. But when they see one that, you know, suddenly resonates with them, we are dying laughing. I wish I could tell you about your uncles, but that's confidential stuff since yes. it's on Zoom and we just share it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, if you show up, you, you'll, you'll know those things about them. And like I said, there's no judgment or anything. Now let's get to the whys. <laughs> Why do you feel like you haven't made the effort to get to know that side of the family or to make the, to offer the olive branch? I think, I think in this, in the beginning, it was because I didn't feel successful. It was like going to like a, my class reunion. I never went to my class reunions because I don't feel uh, like worthy. I don't, you know, I'm not a, a successful person in my eyes. So I didn't feel worthy to even make an attempt to go to the reunions, make an attempt to get to know everybody uh, because uh, I felt like a failure. Hmm. So I didn't want to come off. I didn't want, you know, obviously this is ego. I didn't want to mm -hmm. uh, come. Yeah, I didn't want to come off like that. I wanted to be somebody that I can be proud of. You know, I don't even call my parents because of that reason too. Like I don't call them because... I need to keep working, working, working. I need to keep doing my music. I need to keep like making art. I need to like trying to attempt to, to be successful. So all that time I'm spending talking to them, I could have been doing something else and before. So that's the why. Whose definition of success are you living 
Bye. At the time, it was Los Angeles. This is... <laughs> Which is known as fake capital of the world. So whose definition of success are you living by now? Um, mine. Great. What is your definition of success? Um, being able to do what I want creatively whenever I want to and not having uh, borders or restrictions or stuff like, you know. Can you do that? What do you mean? Can I, I'm doing it now. What do you mean? So you're successful. Mentally, yes. Financially, no. <laughs> but mentally, yes. I am, What's your definition of financial success? To me, being able to have freedom through money, you know, being able to not buy whatever I want, not say expensive things, because I'm not that kind of person. But like, mm -hmm. like if I, if I wanted to get, I don't know, buy somebody some, some food or something, I can do that. If I wanted mm -hmm. to buy my mom a car because her car sucks I can do that you know mm -hmm. I want to take care of my mom I you know mm -hmm. at that right now I cannot do that I don't have that success financially you know what I'm saying I'm kind of okay stuck uh to right now so yeah I get it are you on a road do you trust that your path there you're you're on the road to getting there you know what I do I do feel that way okay okay because of the passion yeah, there you go. Are you, what's your definition? Just take it a little of, longer, people. <laughs> I mean, you know what? We have the rest of our lives to figure this thing out. Yeah, and I just hope, stay on the right. Yeah, it's not going to take your whole life. You're going to get to enjoy it. Sure. Oh, yes. But it's not going to take your whole life. <laughs> that's all I'm going to bring up. I hope yeah. I'm not like, I finally made it. No, see, that's I can the thing. that Maserati now. And what's making it? You know, and see, that's yeah. the part. Like, is making it your definition or the world's definition? Are you, you sound very emotionally successful to me. Are you emotionally successful? I think I'm 80% there, yeah. 80% is a great number. Yeah. Okay. Are you yeah. physically successful? I mean, I could be healthier, you know. I got a little booty belly, but is that what you mean? Sure. I mean, it's, by, it's by your definition of what that is. I'm not like I was in my Do you have 30s. high cholesterol? Do you have no. um, diabetes? Do you nope. have... Okay. So great. So what I'm trying to say is when you look at the pie, right? When you look at the pie yeah. and you see these, the six slices or however many slices you need that make your life complete, that's what you need to gauge your success off of. I think that you were seeing one place where you're on the path to not being where you want it to be and you're still waiting on a win and you yeah. just need to deal with the now. So we, yeah. we need to be constantly in the now. And while we're waiting, you're missing and these people who love you are missing getting to know this side of you. And that's what we don't have time for. Yeah. We don't have time for you to be in your head about what you have to be or your preconceived notions of how somebody sees you. Because, yeah. I mean, we need to get more comfortable with giving people who we are in the moment. Yeah. Because let me tell you something. It's something about it that sets people free. Yeah. One of the best lessons, I'll never forget it, ever, ever, ever. This woman changed my life. One of my friends in college, um, and everybody knows, don't, don't nobody have money in college. We were <laughs> A lot of people wanted to go out for pizza or whatever, and I didn't have any money. So instead of me saying I didn't have any money, I was like, oh, no, I can't go. I need to study, you know, and uh, all while had I said, you know, but, but 
the friend, Alonia Payne, she says, oh no, I ain't going, I ain't got no money for that. And it was like, I looked at her like, and she said what I was thinking because she didn't have any preconceived notions of that making her less than. Mm -hmm. So she just said it. Mm -hmm. She freed me of my whole weight I had placed on money mm -hmm. as being what predicts who I am. Because if I don't have money, then who am I? And watching her and listening to her say that for the rest of my days, this was 15 years ago or more, made me go, what the heck? Why am I sitting here? Had I said, hey, I ain't got money for that, somebody could have said, oh, I get the pie this time. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? So I could have given somebody an opportunity and I would have got my pizza. We would have kikied and cackled. You know, I wouldn't have been sitting in my room thinking that I was less than because I didn't have a couple bucks to go and get a slice of pizza that it wasn't even about in the first place. Because guess what? Guess what, cousin? Somebody had the money to buy that pie and what they needed was some support. Yeah. They needed somebody who could sit there and laugh with them and make them feel better about themselves. But because I was sitting there judging myself about a slice of pizza, yeah, they didn't get to get that. Mm-hmm. And I could and I could remember a lot of times where we had one or two people who didn't have money, but we we just wanted them to come, so we'd be like, "No worry about it." And then when we would get our meals, we all would share anyway. We would give him some them some food or whatever, so they wouldn't look stupid <laughs> with no yeah. plate. We give them food, and we always yeah. do that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so we create all these stories. So I'm glad you said that. Hopefully, that can get to your why of the fact that we want you there. The whole reason that, um, you know, family prayer was created, y'all, family prayer is something that we do every other Thursday where it's a Zoom link. And so it gives us no excuse. Like you were saying, cousin, you want to be in the house with people, but you're in your own house and we get to see you, right? Those. I remember the time you came, you uh, came and popped up on the screen. Your daddy had a hat on and he pulled his hat down. I immediately saw him pull his hat down. He turned his face to the corner and I knew he was crying because he's like, there goes my son. <laughs> you know, and it's something special to daddies about sons. Just like there's something special about daddies, about daughters, but it's something special about daddies, about sons. Cause you know, they see themselves and they see this man that they work so hard to make sure that he's going to be okay once they're gone. Or that that's the person who's carrying their name. Because a daughter, when she gets married, she doesn't. You know, yeah. but the son does. And it, it matters and it means something. So your daddy didn't have in his head when you showed up, oh, uh, my son, you know, uh, he's not financially successful. All he saw was you. And that's yeah. financially successful by your standards. Mm -hmm. What's my definition of success? Dog Nabbit, time. Time makes me successful. Because with time, and you, 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 you can't put a price tag on my time. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna decide who I decide to give it to. I'm gonna decide what jobs I decide to give my time and energy to. I get to decide uh, how I'm gonna spend it, who I'm gonna be around, what I'm gonna invest my time in, because I can't get it back, right? If I give somebody $100 and they don't pay me back, I can work and get that money back or one day they may give it back to me. You know, that that can be replaced, but my time can't be replaced. Mm. Um, I'm successful as long as I can get these bills paid. And <laughs> yeah. what's left over is 
I'm going to make good choices. So some of it, if it's five dollars, two of them going to the savings, three of them going to some, you know, some bread and a can of tuna. You know what I mean? And and I am successful. What makes me successful is that I. Now, I don't believe in trying that I do everything that makes my heart go pitter patter, that I leave no stone unturned, that I die empty, that I live a life of no shoulda, coulda, woulda. That's what makes me successful. Um, and I fall into that line of, uh, and I deal with this constantly in the business I'm in. In the business of show, I've had people come to me after a show and say, so, hey, what's next? Or they'll go, you know, hey, so uh, what have you done? And they're like looking for a resume read. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, I'll give them some or I'll say, you know what? I, or, or what if I don't have anything lined up next while they're asking me? There's there's no show next. I've realized that I'm going to stop living for the future and living for your questions. What's next may be a break. And I'm excited about it. I'm about to chill, turn off social media and journal for the next month. And, and it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks because I've decided that that's enough for me. Yeah. When we stop living by the standards of other people and and if you're happy where you are or you're making the moves to get to where you want to be, because happy is temporary anyway. Joy is consistent. Happy is an emotion that comes and goes just like the loneliness. All that stuff is temporary. You know, you can push through that. You know, it, well, they say, you know, forget about um, you can be motivated one day and not the next. It doesn't matter. It's your body getting used to the do. So as long as you keep showing up, well, then dog nab it, the motivation, it, it'll come and go just like everything else. So I've realized that my, I'm going to determine what success means to me. I'm going to work towards those goals. And the truth is, Bishop, cousin, Lamel, other people are going to be motivated by your doing because a lot of them are too afraid to take that risk and be authentically who they are in the first place. Yeah. That was dope. Um, bro, yeah. I think I don't. I didn't come to the meetings because I'm not a God fearing person. So when you put it's called family prayer, I think that's. Why I'm so glad you said that. Participate. I'm so glad. Because I didn't want to. I don't. <laughs> I'm not into prayer. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't. I don't want to. I'm not praying to anybody. Yeah. Let me tell you what it is. If it was a, if it's a family meeting, then I, I, I'm pretty sure I would have gone to like a few. Yeah. Well, then take the prayer off and and don't <laughs> you let take the word. The prayer off. Uh, I don't, I don't have a problem taking the prayer off. But I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. You know, but but this is, but I'm gonna tell you something. I love that you said that because, do you know how long the prayer lasts? <laughs> five seconds. <laughs> Probably like five seconds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, it's a prayer. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I didn't want to like ruin the this religious aspect part of it because I'm sure. not, I'm not religious. So You're not the only one in our family who isn't. Yeah. So. But they show up because you know what, and this is the thing, and you can show up because you don't know what something is until you do it. Thanks. You know, at least give it a try and see if you like it. Then something go, yep, no, that ain't for me. You know, I know I don't like mint chocolate chip ice cream. Hate it. I don't even want to try it, but I will just to so just to say either. Right. See, I knew I don't like it and then yeah. be done or try and say, like, hmm, that's not as bad as I thought it was. I got it. Yeah. I'm going to try it. Let me tell you about what the family prayer is. We legit. I pose a question. 
um, I give it to them and they give it to you all in an email early in the day. We think about whatever that answer is. Maybe it'll come to you, maybe it won't. Some of the questions are a hit. Some of them are duds. Uncle Vic will tell me, Kristen, I really don't like this question. I mean, and I'm like, so you give me a question, help me out. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And, and we'll answer it to the best of our ability or I'll think up another one. And then after that, the whole time, the first five minutes is us talking. How's your day? What you been up to? Oh, we joking each other. I can't tell you how much we, I didn't know we jones each other like this, like legit. Like we crack up like hilarious. Your uncles and their life experiences from living all over the country and the world. Um, some of it gets personal, some of it gets heavy, some of it, lots of it is light and lighthearted. How funny they are. And then after that, after people get there, we hit the question and we all go down the, the road answering the question. The question could be something so silly as, uh, what's your favorite garment or clothing or why? Where's the where have you traveled in the world that had the most effect on who you are? Um, what brings you your greatest joy? Um, have you ever had a sexual encounter that you thought perceived as risque, right? Whatever it is, we hidden these things. What's the worst date you ever went on? Who's the first person you kissed? Uh, any and all this stuff. And we are giggling. When I say we are, I have never known so many things about, if you could be uh, the opposite sex, for 24 hours, <laughs> what would you enjoy and what would you do? You know what I'm saying? And the, the the questions and the comments and the giggles, if you could write your own book, what would you title it? If you could, um, if you were a song, what would be the title of it and who would, it, who would sing it? If somebody could play your life uh, mm. in a movie, what actor would you choose and why? Like, these are I the think, questions. I think to you guys go too early too. Like, I'd be at work when I get the... So, so guess what, my love? you say that in the group like hey can we push this back time your mm -hmm. voice is the place that we want to hear it if we can get more people to come you might not be the only person who feels that way other folks right. will be like yeah i could make it if it was blah 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 time great now since i know that that's something that, then we're going to push it back even if we push it back every other week suddenly yeah. it's at you know eight o'clock on you know this thursday and then it's at 9 p.m eastern standard time on the the next thursday so the lamel can show up or natalie can come because natalie says the same thing if it were a little later i show up great well then why not well would it hurt yeah you get what i'm saying and the next thing you know the last minute i tell you this is literally like when we're like this close to end and i'm like all right who want to pray and you should see them they all like mm -mm. okay cool <laughs> <laughs> sometimes they'll say out I, sometimes someone has read a poem somebody has said uh you know like a couple words somebody has said a scripture but most of the time it's me going all right so then i just sit there thank you lord for our family we like to have so much fun I mean, I don't know what I would do without them. Amen. And we get off and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's okay, I'm gonna make an attempt. I love it. I'm gonna make it an attempt. The next, the next one. I'm gonna depending on the time. Because I might well, be at work. Talk to me about the time. We gotta be fair, fair to everybody. I just can't move it up for me. But if we don't ask, we don't know. Facts. Facts. Okay, I'm gonna make an attempt. I said again, what time? Like, you oh, know, it's what 5 time you gonna p.m. Have? your time. It's 5 yeah. p.m. your time, but does 6 p.m. your time work better? Does 5.30 work better? You know what well, I mean? Like your it. drive home? Yeah, we'll just do it normally and then okay, and we'll, we'll go from there. All right, cool. All right, well, uh, Kristen, thanks for doing this. We'll do it again because oh. there's some questions I wanted to ask. But... 
I like you asking me questions. <laughs> well, good. I'm, you know, I think it's the the interviewer in me, but I'm grateful to have you here. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm well, grateful to have you here doing this, asking me questions. Good. I love you, cousin. I love you. And the next time, I'll ask the questions <laughs> that I have. definitely do this again thank you appreciate you love you thanks for everybody for listening uh moon on moves podcast uh christian gilmore my cousin oh. and all day and uh bye two fingers <laughs>